Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmet. John is the coordinator for the Christian Ecumenical and Missional Society of St. Patrick and St. Aidan, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. Well, if you're listening to this message on the internet, I want to encourage you to share these messages with your friends and family because I believe there are many people out there who need this kind of encouragement, who need these kinds of admonishing messages to live fully for Christ in these days, and the only way they're going to hear is if you share. Well, with that being said, I just want to cut to the chase today. We're reading out of Luke 10, where Jesus is teaching at the house of Martha and Mary, and Mary's at the feet of Jesus listening, and Martha is doing all this hospitality service, and Martha gets upset and wants Jesus to scold Mary for not helping her. In your mind, where is the better portion? Is it with Martha or Mary? According to Jesus, Mary had the better portion, but I want to give some kudos to Martha. Because Martha is fulfilling her obligations as is customary in her culture. Her culture, and there are many cultures like it today, is one of hospitality. And Martha, according to the custom of her culture, felt that if she did not provide good hospitality to Jesus and his guests, that her reputation would be destroyed. Hospitality was culturally essential, and what she did would reflect on her. But in spite of that, Jesus said that Mary had the better portion, not Martha. Honestly, let's think about this. Where would you be in that day? Would you be saving your reputation with Martha or listening with Mary at the feet of Jesus? Where would you be, honestly? I think I know the answer to that for all of you that you'd be at the feet of Jesus. But how about these scenarios? Where would you be in these scenarios? Blue skies, winter days, alpine skiing, and powdered snow, or at the feet of Jesus. Where would you be? Six flags having the thrill of your life or sitting at the feet of Jesus. Where would you be on your bucket list hunting and fishing trip of a lifetime? Or at the feet of Jesus. Where would you be playing your favorite video game? Or at the feet of Jesus. How about washing your hair and doing your nails? Or at the feet of Jesus. How about catching up on that yard work? Got to catch up on it. Doing your yard work at the feet of Jesus. 
And we could go on and on and on and on and on. And if any activity that was optional for you, I'm not talking about mandatory activities like work and these sorts of things, but any, any optional activities you would choose over Jesus shows that you don't know him very well. So what it shows. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, Father John. Man, I'd be in the powder, knee-deep powder, blue skies. And this is assuming you, you couldn't do both. You had to choose one or the other. I, I got to be in that powder snow. You don't know Jesus very well, because if you did, you'd be at his feet like Mary. I think most listening, honestly, most of you listening would choose to be at Jesus' feet, even if you were there out of guilt. Fine, Father John, I'll be at the feet of Jesus because I know that's where we're supposed to be. Guilt, guilt, guilt. But let me ask you this, that you could be missing the better portion even though you think you're an at-the-feet-of-Jesus person. Is it possible you could be more like Martha than Mary? Let me ask you this, honestly, do some soul-searching. Do you want the better portion? Do you want it? Do you want to be with Mary in front of the feet of Jesus? If you do, here's some advice. Faithfully be at His feet, Christ's feet, in daily devotions. How many of you are choosing the better portion each day because you're at the feet of Jesus in daily devotions? Reading Scripture. Being in communion and fellowship and daily prayer with the Lord. How many of you, how many of you are missing, are missing the better portion because you're not doing that? Let me tell you something about daily devotions. It's 90% perspiration and 10% inspiration. And many of you miss the better portion is because you have very little perspiration. You have very little discipline. But those those 10% moments in your daily devotion where the light of Jesus comes through in a unique and special way, you'll miss those. You'll miss those because you, you didn't choose the better portion. Do you really want to be an at-the-feet-of-Jesus person or do you really care that you're missing the better portion? If you want the better portion, you need to faithfully attend weekly church services. And by attending weekly church services, I mean you need to be physically present. Martha was there that day with Jesus, but she was in the other room a lot, and she could hear what Jesus said. But where was Mary? At the feet of Jesus. Remember this. In our age of live streaming, Zoom is for those unable to attend church services not for those unwilling to attend church services. Another piece of advice I could give you is take off your blinders. So many of us have blinders on. We can't see where the better portion is. Instead of going to a healthy restaurant, we have blinders on. For some reason, we go to McDonald's. You need to take off your blinders. I made a new friend this last year. He is a graduate from a prestigious evangelical seminary. And as we got to be better friends, he was able to ask me kind of the, the, the difficult tension questions. And one of those 
as we were talking was this. Hey, John, why in Matthew 23 does Jesus say, call no man father, and you go by the title of Father John? And it's not a title for me, it's a role. But I said, you know, rather than me having a long discussion, let me just go to my website, because I get this question a lot, and I'll read you what, I, what I've written so you can understand why it's okay to call someone Father John or Father Mike, who is a pastor. And I no more than read two sentences from my written explanation on our Hope on the Way website, and he stopped me. He said, why did I never see that before? He was asking himself, not me. Why did I never see that before in Scripture? The explanation I was giving him. He is a graduate of a prestigious evangelical seminary, and his blinders were such that he was never able to find either the time or the perspective or take his blinders off and do just an honest exegesis of Matthew 23. Jesus is using hyperbole for sure. Why didn't he ever see that? He's a good man, but he didn't see it because... He had blinders on. He had bias. People who go by the title Father got it all wrong. That's why we need to take our blinders off because we look at the other tribes of the church that we're not in and we say to ourselves, there's nothing to see there. You know those of you who aren't holiness people, who aren't in the holiness tribe? You look at those folks and you say, they're just a bunch of legalists. My ethics professor was in the holiness tribe, the holiness tradition. He was free Methodist. Great guy. Taught us a lot. Opened my eyes to a lot of issues of holiness. And, and you want to you read a holiness book? Read The Shepherd of Hermas. Woo! That's an early, early, early Christian book. Some people in the ancient church thought it should be Scripture. Wow, talk about holiness. Those of us who aren't in the justice stream, we tend to look at those who are into social justice and we say, this is just a lot of liberal nonsense. Some years ago, I attended a uh, revival service by a, a well-known international revivalist. Really good guy, good ministry. And I was surprised that he opened up to Job 29 where Job says, I was a father to the poor. And for the next hour and a half, this man took us to the feet of Jesus where we began to understand the heart of God for those who are on the receiving end of injustice. Those of us who aren't evangelicals, look at our evangelical tribe folks, our brothers and sisters over there, and they say, well, they're nothing but a bunch of fundies, fundamentalists, Bible thumpers. However... It was an evangelical minister, Billy Graham, who awoke what little faith was left in me. And through his ministry, I had a radical born-again encounter with Christ. Those of us who aren't contemplatives, look at the contemplative prayer people, and we just say, they're nothing but a bunch of New Agers, a bunch of mystics and New Agers. However, through those who are Orthodox contemplatives, I discovered that through quiet prayer, I could be having powerful encounters at the feet of Jesus. 
Then there's those sacramental folks. Those of us who aren't into the sacramental tribe, that's not our tribe. We look at the sacramental folks in that tribe and we say, oh, how pretentious they are. They're wearing those vestments, their stoles and their smells and their bells. But then again, if we take off the blinders, we discover that in the sacramental dimension of the Gospel, we discover the presence and power of Christ conveyed through sign and symbol and even physical objects, which we call sacramentals. Not sacraments, but sacramentals. Recently, a Baptist lay pastor gave me a vial of anointing oil. I chuckled. It's a sacramental. It's an outward sign to convey an inward grace. I'm glad he gave it to me, and I'm glad he uses it all the time in his ministry. And of course, it is through the sacramental dimension of the Gospel that when we take off our blinders that we encounter the mystery of Christ's presence in the bread and wine of the Eucharist of Holy Communion. And of course, as those of you who are here today, you all know that all these tribes embody the life of Jesus. They embody who Jesus is. Some time ago, an acquaintance was filling in a, an evangelical church leader on my ministry. And my acquaintance told this leader, Father John is sacramental. He's evangelical and he's charismatic. And the evangelical leader said, wow, he must be really confused. I chuckled. He doesn't know Jesus. I'm sorry for that. Because Jesus was all those things. And more. You've got to take off your blinders to find yourself receiving the better portion, being at those at the feet of Jesus' times where all of the streams of the Holy Spirit's life in Jesus Christ, holiness, justice, evangelical, contemplative, Pentecostal, and charismatic, and sacramental can convey to you the ministry of Jesus and you'll find yourself at His feet with Mary. What do you think Jesus was teaching that night? I think if you come from the evangelical tradition, it's, it's all evangelical stuff. If you come from the charismatic tra tradition, it's all charismatic stuff. If you come from the sacramental tradition, it's all sacramental stuff. What do you think Jesus was teaching? We don't know. But why assume it's your tribe stuff? In fact, Jesus said He wanted all the tribes to be one. One church, one body, expressing His presence and ministry in the world. Take off your blinders, folks, or you're going to miss the better portion. My next piece of advice, my last piece of advice is this. Have an open schedule for an open heaven. How many of you listening have an open schedule for an open heaven? We've seen so many people miss the better portion when there was an open heaven because they wanted to dine at Denny's instead of the table of the Lord. There are times in the life of the church, in any given area, any given church, even a region, even a nation, where the heavens open and God pours out His Spirit in unique and wonderful ways. We can document this through sacred Scripture, and we can document it in church history. And so many people miss that better portion. In fact, in the last five or ten years of our ministry here in the Pacific Northwest, 
We have seen so many people miss open heaven evenings because they got rerouted. We've actually made up that name, rerouted. It comes from when you're getting directions from Google Maps and the lady's talking to you and all of a sudden you didn't take the left you were supposed to take and you go a little ahead and she says, rerouting. Many of you are being rerouted away from open heaven evenings, open heaven meetings, open heaven encounters with the risen Christ is because you don't understand who Jesus is and that He offers you the better portion. You have to learn to make yourself unreroutable. I don't care what Google Satan says. I'm going to the meeting. Not going to get rerouted. Now I get it. People have obligations where they have to work. I get it. People have events that they just can't reschedule. I get that. I've said it. I've stated it. Now let's move on. And let me say this, if you really know Jesus, you won't want to miss an opportunity to be at His feet. And if you do, you'll regret it. I meet people all the time who say, what happened? Where did it happen? Was I invited? Yeah. Yeah, you missed the better portion time. You're too busy dining at Denny's instead of the Lord's table. Remember this. From Luke chapter 10, Mary chose the better portion. And Jesus said, it would never be taken away from her. A lot of times when you're missing out on the better portion, it's for something that's going to be taken away from you. Taken away. For sure. We enter into eternity. Mary chose the better portion. Never taken away from her. May the Lord give us the grace to choose the better portion. And may the Lord give us grace to be like Mary, who was an at-the-feet-of-Jesus person. May we be so too. Amen? You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen.